You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Welcome back to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and this is episode number 19. And I'm going to be answering that age-old question, how do you build trust? And for some of you, it might be coming up that you need to build trust in perhaps your partner, trust in your kids, in your peers, in your boss, in yourself. And I'm going to bring you back to something that just happened in the last few days. On Friday, it was my mom's birthday. And this was a tough day for me. Again, we're going to get into that at a different time. But it was just emotionally like, ooh, just a lot built up into this this first of birthdays where my mom wasn't going to be around. And I was leaving my daughter in Los Angeles after I just moved her into her apartment complex that had a bunch of sophomores in it, which was so amazing. And I was still feeling a little melancholy. When I got a call, and this call came in, and I immediately recognized the name, and I picked up and we started talking. And it was a former client of mine from about nine to ten months ago. And the voice I mean, it was radiant. It was just filled with energy. I could feel the energy coming from the phone lines. I mean, literally. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, we started working together about 18 months before. And I'm going to change his name. I'm going to change a lot of any specifics that would involve who it is because one of the things I make sure to do is I have the utmost privacy with my clients. But the stories I'm sure will resonate, so I choose to tell stories in the right time. And this one is just, it's its one that will resonate with all of us. I know it just resonated with me and I've shared it with a couple other clients. So I get this this person and we're going to call him Mark and Mark is saying, oh my gosh, Hillary, I just, I, I got to tell you what's happened to me over the last, I think he said 10 months. And we had stopped working together about nine months ago. We had worked together for, like I said, about seven or eight months getting him to this point. And when I first Um, started working with Mark. He came to me. He was very 
depressed. He was in a low spot. Uh, he had recently uh, changed jobs after being in a company for over 20 years where he was a top, top player. And he changed jobs because it was going through a um, acquisition. And, and then the other company he joined all of a sudden was having layoffs. And next thing you know, he didn't have a job. And he was out and he was going to start looking. And he had been looking and trying to find something and it wasn't working. And he was getting more and more of that, you know, ego was being beaten up and, you know, he'd had this great success, but now he was doubting everything, doubting should he have left, doubting was he too old to be entering the workforce again at a new company, doubting his abilities, doubting everything. And what made it even worse is that his home life was really starting to struggle. He was numbing himself with, with drinks, and he was trying to eat himself, you know, to a happiness. And he was struggling with his marriage and his relationships with his kids. And we all know when, when one area of our life is starting to go down, what do we do? It's like a life raft that doesn't have enough air in it. We're trying so hard to stay on the surface, but we're slipping and we're slipping and we're slipping and we don't want to let go. So we hold on tighter. And what happens when you hold on tighter sometimes is that you end up suffocating the people around you. And that's what was happening. And so when that happens, then you start feeling worse about yourself. Can you all relate to this? Any part of this that maybe isn't quite where it should be in your life right now? Well, he came to me and we had one goal. We needed to help him get another job. And they, you know, they needed to make sure that they were starting to make the money again. They had a college kid. They had private school for the other. And, I mean, they needed money. They needed to make this happen. And so he was in a position where he didn't trust anymore, didn't trust the, the, the idea of being able to find a really great job. He was starting to, you know, throw in the towel and, and look in places that would not have made him happy. But anything, as he said, was better than nothing. So we started to work on a full-blown plan, and that involved clarity and involved really looking at what exactly did he want, and not just in one area of his life, but all areas of his life. Because the one thing that I have said time and time again, is that it's like a three-legged stool. And just because one of the areas of your life is starting to, you know, get a little wobbly, what happens is we start to focus so much on that one area, but then the other areas start to get wobbly. So you need that solid core. And where is the core? The core is the seat. And it really starts with this idea of liking yourself, so that you can love yourself, so that you can love your life, so that you can, you know, move on. But the problem is, is that for a lot of people, the word love is almost like, not love, like, you know, what are you, not a man or, you know, oh, God, you're all into the love, you know. It's not, it, it doesn't mean you're strong. You don't have a sense of power. And I'm telling you right now, when you figure out how much love of yourself 
matters, it is a game changer. That's getting way ahead of the process. So it ends up that we put together this whole entire plan around his job, his job search, this quest. And he started to follow the plan. And he had a very clear idea of the company that he wanted to work for, specifics around that. And he would even go to certain locations and act as if, you know, this were the place where he was going to go work and envision it and see it as not just a possibility, but as an actual, like, fact. This is going to happen. This is where I am. It is happening for me right now. So he gets this opportunity to interview, and he gets all the way up and makes it to the final interview. And then he finds out that he didn't get it. It went to the other internal candidate. And he comes back to me, and he was, he's really upset because he really he thought this was it. This was going to be it. It was everything he wanted. And I said to him, what if it's not? What if there was something about it that wasn't right, that would have come out later, that would have made you realize, ah, it wasn't what I ultimately should have taken. It wasn't what I wanted ultimately. So we got him back on the path. And really, there's a point of getting back on the path and wanting to be on the path and then believing and feeling the emotional pull that, yes, there is a better place for you out there. Well, within two weeks, he had gotten another interview at a different company. And he went all the way through. And guess what? He ended up getting that job. But before he could go to the last interview, he was very concerned about what he was going to wear and, you know, uh, how, you know, how can I show up as my best self? And he really didn't want to spend any money on something that, you know, geez, I don't know, should I? And it was something that was holding him back. And so I ended up writing him a check. I said, go buy yourself. At this company, it was a suit company, and this is a very big name. Everyone would know it in the Silicon Valley. You would all know it. But I said, go, get this. But sometime in the future, you're going to pay it forward. You're going to, like, do something for somebody else because that's what life is all about. And I'm not telling you that because, you know, oh, wow, and no, I don't do this for all my clients. In fact, you know, it's, it's rare that I do anything like this. But I'm telling you that because he immediately took this and went out and owned this interview. And again, he got the job. And he came back to me and he said, oh my God, it's even, you know, it was even a more perfect opportunity for him. And I just looked at him and I said, yeah, you did it. You manifested this. You put this out in the universe based on everything that he had worked on. And so I heard from him a couple more times, and he went off and did his thing. And then I got this call Friday, and it had been about nine months 
since I had spoken to him and I said, oh my God, Hillary. And like I said, the energy was just on fuego. It was like so off the charts. And he said, well, I was only there 10 months. Others were there 12. And I became the top, the top account manager in the entire group for the year. I made twice as much as I've ever made. I am in such a good place with my wife, with my kids. I am right now heading down to pick up my dream car. And he just paused and you could just tell he just had, had just so much pride in himself. And then he said, and I have to tell you, one of my son's friends was about to take the LSAT and didn't have the money to take it. And I thought about what you said. And in that moment, I realized this was my time. And I reached into my pocket and I gave him the money he had said he needed for the LSAT. And I gave him money to get him there as well. And at that point, I'm going to have to tell you guys, it was just like, I'm even getting it right now. It's the goosebumps, not just on your arms, it's down my legs. It's just that moment of like, yeah. And I said, so Mark, what, what are you thinking right now? In one word, summarizes our journey together. And I said, trust. Trust in me. That's what I have. I have that now, this like unwavering trust in myself and all of the possibilities that come from it. And I said, all right, so now your next step is to lean into that, that trust, that possibilities are endless and amplify it. So what else are you thinking that you want? And he named some things. And I said, it's inevitable that they will happen. But you know what he did? He was still pushing things way too far out. I said, why? Why do they need to be so far out? Make them happen in the next year. Bring things in. And so as I tell you this story, one, it's just a terrific story, and the silver linings around it are like wrapped on every branch. But there's also some things that you, as you're listening to this, saying, ah, it sounds really good, but you know, my gosh, I don't trust my partner. I don't trust my, you know, my business right now. I don't trust my friends. I don't trust my, my you know, peers. I don't trust you know, what's going to happen in the world. I don't trust, I don't trust, and the list goes on and on and on. And I would say right now, the thing to trust first and foremost is you got to build trust with yourself, especially in times where either you're feeling stuck or there's the overwhelm or you're scared about like what's going to happen. You got to trust yourself. So I want to share five ways that you can start down this path of trusting yourself. Number one, I've said this already. I say it a lot. And man, when you can figure out the true meaning of this, it sends fireworks off. It literally is like that rocket ship. 
and it's one. Like yourself so you can love yourself. But what is that? It sounds so, you know, like love yourself cliche and oh, everyone's, you know, out there saying it over and over. All the, you know, the gurus like love yourself, love your life, love, love, love. And it's like, just shoot me now. Well, instead, you got to like yourself first. And if you're not trusting things in your life, it's a good indication that you have lost the trust in you. And so the first thing that you have to do is start to be kind to yourself. Stop beating yourself up over the things that you haven't done to date. Or that the things that have gotten you here that you think have been mistakes. The the should-haves, right? I should have done this. I should have done that. It's like stop shitting all over yourself. And start to be kind to you. The second one is listen internally. My gosh, there is so much noise going on right now outside of you. I mean, it is a super highway straight through the Vegas Strip on the best night of Vegas, right? The nights that everyone is crawling all over and the... the, The people are screaming and laughing and singing and doing everything. Just loud, loud. I want you to listen. Because sometimes as you go along and something comes up, there's this little like, uh, think of it like a ping, ping. Almost, um, I'm thinking about like that irritation that comes with your phone and, you know, where it's like bing, bing, but it's like this ping, ping. And I want you to start to notice when whatever the sound is inside of you, whatever the feeling is, like you might feel it in your gut, right? You got that gut feeling or you might have the sixth sense or you might have a tingling like, you know, up and down your arms. But what is it when you say something, when you are thinking about something, listen. But it's the listening on the inside. It's the feeling on the inside. And that's what's going to help you understand what your inner voice is trying to let you hear. Number three is get to know your stories that you're telling and start realizing, are these stories my own stories or are they somebody else's story? Because how can you truly trust yourself if your stories aren't even your own stories? They're stories from your parents when you were growing up or your teachers or your friends on every walk of life, right? I have clients that come to me and say, you know, oh, of course, you know, my husband ended up cheating. You know, all men cheat. And I say, where did you, where did you come to believe that? And there usually is somebody that has taught you that belief. And when you challenge your beliefs and you start to trust like, oh, whoa, that is, that's, I don't know where that came from. It's a great place to start with trusting your inner, your in, your inside, like your inner voice. Like, oh, wow. Okay, wait, how do I feel about this situation? It's the only question you need to ask when you start to feel that weirdness of like, hmm, I'm not why I'm, re- I don't know why I'm really thinking this way or 
why I, my thoughts and, ooh, wow, that probably is because my dad always said, you got to work hard and play hard or, oh, money, you know, doesn't grow on trees. Where do these stories come from? And how do they affect you and your ability to trust yourself? And number four is you got to be your biggest fan. I mean, my gosh, we've talked a little bit about this. Think of yourself in a boxing ring and you're boxing yourself. Like you are dressed up in those, those little silky shorts in a different color than yourself. And you are out there and you're boxing and you're like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not, you know, you're not amounting to anything. Of course, you know, your marriage failed. Of course, you didn't get that promotion. Of course, you didn't have a successful company. You know, it just, it's just such a, a bad state of being. And by doing that, by constantly sabotaging yourself, you are emotionally abusing you. And I know that you do not want to be in an abusive relationship. So why are you allowing yourself to be in that type of relationship with yourself? I need you to realize that that's what's happening. And when you start to like, you know, I used to do kickboxing and I remember like every once in a while they would put us with this bag and the bag would like, you know, you'd be hitting it. And all of a sudden it would go faster than my hands would go and it like almost hit me back in the head. And I think back on that and I'm like, that's what we do when we start to think that we can do things and we start to, to, to not trust ourselves that we can, it's that bag hitting us back, blocking, blocking us, moving us back. And so I want you to really be aware of that and turn it around and start to be like, if you were the cheerleader of you, you know yourself better than anyone. How would you act to yourself? If you were in the sidelines and you were out there and you were watching yourself play football or powder puff football or whatever, whatever you're playing, how would you support you? I mean, I'd be over on the sidelines with my little like cheerleading skirt. I never was a cheerleader, by the way, but I would be that cheerleader. I would have the biggest palms. I would have the cutest outfit and I would be like, go Hillary, go. So how are you being there for yourself? And last but not least, number five, my biggest, I would say, I would say this is the most, the largest, the biggest thing that you can be to yourself is in high integrity. Why is that? Integrity is keeping your word, keeping your word to yourself. And I've, I can't tell you how many times I have people commit and then they go back. And then they commit and they go back and they commit and go back. And there's story after story about people that when they really want something, they are committed to doing it. And there is no waffling. There is no like, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do this tomorrow because, and they give excuses. No, I need you to be in the highest level integrity. And where does that start? It starts with keeping your word. Keeping your word. When you say something, you do it. Try it for an hour. And if that doesn't work, try it for 10 minutes. And if that does work, try it for half a day. Try it for a full day. But what you will notice is that you tell yourself a lot of stories. You let yourself out of a lot of things, a lot of situations. And so how can you trust you 
if you're not keeping your word. So I want you to be working on these. Again, number one, like yourself so that you can love yourself. And that's be kind. Two is listen internally to yourself when you have that inner ping. Three is get to know your stories that potentially aren't even your stories. They're somebody else's. Four is be your biggest fan. And five is integrity. Be in your word. Own your word or don't say it. Anyway, so that hopefully gives you a start down this path of possibility. And right now we have a program going on. And because it was my birthday, this is going to be a free program for you. It's the seven days how to get unstuck challenge, seven minutes, seven days a week. And you will be able to get that wonderful gift for you. At this point, build trust, build trust in yourself. There's no reason that Mark is the only one that should have these amazing things happen in not one area of his life, but all areas. But as he said, it started with learning how to trust himself. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.